0: Will there be a little ride on Space Mountain? How are you doing? This guy went and flash you. You're you go- dead. Crooked. Got to right in the car eating cabbage. Straight OG brothers, is that what you're saying? Don't you worry about my hands. That coffee boy! I tried to apologize. What do you call him? Chimes. I have extra money tonight in case we run a little short. you made that up. You have lost it. Lost what? Your mind! A cockroach in my apple pie! You better put your jack on!
1: But that can't always happen when one guy's wearing a recliner. WCW. I'm
2: not supposed to be upset!
0: Sky Rockets at
2: night! Woo! Afternoon light! Maybe the Nacho
0: Man. Oh, no. You know why? You wanna know
3: why? Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 38 of the Nitro Mania Podcast. My name is Adam, I am your host, and this is the show where you know who I am, but you don't No, wait, no, no, you know exactly why I'm here, to watch WCW for the first time in my life and report it back to you. This is the 38th episode of my fine little program here, meaning that there is now one episode for every slot in a North American roulette wheel. Hello, Double Zero, we missed you last week. One episode for each game in a Premier League or La Liga season. And finally, this is the official podcast of the Element Strontium, which has an atomic number of 38. Last week on the show, Nitro officially moved to two hours and marked this new time slot with one of the most shocking, most controversial moments in the history of professional wrestling. The giant pinning shark to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, yeah, Scott Hall showed up, too, was never named on the show, but was doing full Razor Ramon persona. So who knows what's going to happen this week? Well, some of you probably do if you actually watched WCW back in the day, but I didn't. And that's the point. So let's get on with it. It is Monday, June 3rd, 1996, and we are live from yet another undisclosed location. That's three weeks in a row now. Tony Schiavone and Larry Zbyszko are once again at ringside. Tony tells us that our main event tonight is the Steiners taking on Luger and Sting for the tag team titles. Flair and Anderson will take on the Rock and Roll Express tonight. Seriously? And rumors are apparently flying around that Bobby Heenan will manage Arn Anderson and Ric Flair at the Great American Bash against the team of Mongo and Kevin Green. Tony reminds us that Shark got his haircut last week by Big Bubba, which leads us to our opening contest. But first, Mean Gene
1: pull up your socks and get ready
3: is in the aisle to talk to Shark. But wait, you say, didn't you throw Shark in the dumpster on last week's episode? And to you, I say, give it time, you impatient fuck. Gene says that what Bubba did to Shark last week made him physically ill. Shark says he's going to keep his head half shaved as a reminder of what happened, and this leads to one of the better wrestle crap moments from WCW.
0: Well, Shark, I got to tell you this: you take a look at what Big Bubba did to you. That's Just hold
1: a- on a second. I'm not the shark. I'm not a fish. I'm not an avalanche. I'm a man, John Tenta, a 500-pound man. I'm going to hurt the man that did this to me, and then I'm going to shave the head of the giant, and he'll feel
2: the embarrassment I felt.
3: John heads to the ring and goes right after Big Gay Bubba. A power slam onto his hair, a couple of stomps, Tenta grabs the scissors that Bubba brought to ring, and Bubba bails and gets counted out. That's right, folks. Another opening contest that ends in a countout. During that match, Tony has to make this kind of bizarre announcement.
0: On the USA Today ad for this show, you may have noticed that Johnny B. Bannon and Vader were listed. They no longer are associated with WCW and will not be wrestling tonight. Of course, they no longer play where the big boys play.
3: That's right. Just one week after the blockbuster, earth-shattering surprise appearance of Scott Hall on Monday Nitro, an ad in the USA Today for the very next episode of Nitro, featured two guys who've been in the wwf appearing on monday night raw for months way to go marketing division at turner broadcasting way to go vaders never even appeared on this show anyway we go to break with the promise of scott steiner and sting and more bullshit from mongo and green we come back from break for the entrance of a team called high voltage who are wearing neon green singlets Blonde haired Voltage Brothers Singlet is even more uncomfortably low-cut than Scott Norton's. These gentlemen are apparently named Ruckus and Chaos. Honestly. Tonight, they are losing to the faces of fear. Everyone in this match except Meng looks like he's on the juice. High Voltage gets some double-team maneuvers on the Barbarian, and Shivani begins to praise them, so Meng comes in and immediately starts kicking... I'm gonna guess that that's Chaos's ass. Barbarian comes in with a huge backbreaker on Ruckus. Barbarian puts Ruckus on the top rope and hits an overhead belly-to-belly from said top rope. Meng tags in, and we get the double-flying headbutt, which Chaos does nothing to stop. He just stands on the apron and watches it happen. He tries to come in after, and Barbarian dumps him. A mafia kick by Meng, and Ruckus takes the pin. Nice debut, dipshits. Gene is back in the locker room with the tag team champs. He asks Luger... Wow. Oh! What will be left of him for the Giant to face at Bash after their match with the Steiners tonight? Luger sounds like he's asleep. He's trying to be friendly-friendly. This promo is really quite confusing. The Steiners then appear to make it worse. They start arguing about, I think, why Luger saved his tag team partner from being suplexed on a concrete floor last week. Finally, Luger starts showing some goddamn emotion in this promo as he starts yelling at uh, one of the Steiners. It gets a little physical, and Gino gets pissed again, but then quickly and rather awkwardly changes course within the same throat of commentary. Check this bipolar shit out.
0: Get up. We're going to cut you off the air. I will never interview interview you people again if you're going to come in here like a bunch of I just can't believe this thing. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that gives you some kind of an idea. The level of intensity between these four men pushing, shoving and verbally abusing each other. That will be part of WCW Monday Nitro later tonight. Head on the Steiners and Luger and Sting. Tony, let's get back to you and Larry
3: we then get a hulk hogan promo video for nitro a promo video for nitro during nitro that makes sense we come back for disco inferno enjoy more awkward white people dancing during disco's entrance disco is facing craig craig is wearing approximately 700 gold medals to the ring now with no explanation whatsoever we get a nice close-up of craig trying to look fierce but it more comes across as either constipated or just saw a large plate of his favorite food. It's hard to tell which Shivani tells us that disco Inferno is a man with Monday nitro fever, quote tattooed across his backside, unquote, because Shivani doesn't know the difference between letters sewed to a pair of tights and an actual tattoo. Craig hits the battering ram headbutt and grabs the wrist of for the code red and disco taps out immediately, like immediately before the hold could even be applied. Yeah. In the corner, Disco tells us that if Craig had put him in the code red, he wouldn't be able to dance or fix his hair anymore, so he tapped out. Right. Back from break for the entrance of Lord Stephen Regal and Chives. Sadly, he is facing Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Fuck. Tony Schiavone describes Duggan as, quote, a little bit different, unquote, which is like describing the Holocaust as a minor inconvenience for the Jews. Regal taunts the crowd as Duggan starts a USA chant because that's literally all he's got. We then get a shot of the most stereotypical fat-ass pimpled nerdy wrestling fan you've ever seen in your life chanting along with Jim Duggan. Does Jim Duggan seem kind of gay to anyone else or is that just me? Regal wants nothing to do with Duggan here, and I can't blame him. Why would you? Three clotheslines by Duggan, and Regal hits the floor to regroup. Duggan pulls a dick move and offers Regal a free shot, but blocks his free shot and pops Regal in the mouth. Dick. Regal is so very good at looking disgusted, and based on his opponent tonight, I'm not 100% sure it's an act. Duggan avoids a somersault sent on by Regal, hits some punches, hits a backdrop, and the rest of the Blue Bloods surround the ring. Duggan tries to use the 2x4 while the referee is distracted by Earl Robert Eaton, but Squire David Taylor takes the 2x4 from him. Duggan then tapes his fist and punches Eaton, and Regal rolls up Duggan with a schoolboy for the three count and the victory. Gene is in the ring with the Blue Bloods. Gene makes a Kathy Lee sweatshop joke, 90s. Regal was levied a fine for backhanding Sting on main event. Uh, Regal is proud of how large the fine was and says he paid double the fine, so he's in credit with WCW, and it's time to listen to him. He promises to defeat Sting at the Great American Bash, I'm fairly certain that during the clip of Regal backhanding sting that someone tried to rush the ring, as you could hear someone, I'm guessing David Taylor screaming, Get the police. Let,
0: let's let's show let's show these folks exactly why you were fined. It happened this past weekend. WCW's main so so event WCW. hey, I was there with hey, the police get out of my police. Please, he's crazy police. Back there. So you he's slashed me. Me.
3: I'm almost certain that was not part of the clip. Very curious. We're promised Kevin Sullivan next. Tony reminds us that there have been problems between the Horseman and the Dungeon and says it's down to just two men, Benoit and Sullivan. They will have a Falls Count Anywhere match at the Great American Bash. We get clips from old episodes of Saturday Night laying out the build here. Sullivan is, for some reason, wearing a Hulk Hogan bandana in some of these clips. Enter the Taskmaster when we come back to the arena. There is an unidentified wrestler in the ring who Sullivan beats the hell out of. Tony eventually tells us that this is Prince Iakea. Iakea had a grand total of zero offensive maneuvers in his Nitro debut. Sullivan wins by pinfall following a double stomp to the gut. Gene is now in the ring with Sullivan and Jimmy Hart. He makes some weird inside joke comment to Sullivan about some fans in attendance. Then he asks Jimmy a question about Sullivan. Rude. Rude. Jimmy doesn't understand why Sullivan is hitching his wagon to Flair and Anderson. Sullivan makes a vague reference to WWF suing WCW over Scott Hall's appearance and then says that Hulkamania isn't dead and that they need the horseman to finish it off. Sullivan says he was right about Pillman and he's right about Benoit. Benoit is a serpent and he's going to get rid of Benoit so they can focus on getting rid of Hogan. Right. Up next, Ric Flair. We come back from break for the debut of the Rock and Roll Express Seriously, they are, as mentioned earlier, taking on Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Flair enters wearing a Kevin Green jersey, and Anderson enters wearing a Mongo McMichael jersey. Hooray! Sports! Total combined age in this match, 168. That is not a joke. Arn Anderson is the youngest person in this match. I'm pretty sure. A little stick of dynamite appears on the bottom right corner of the screen as the match starts, counting down to the start of the second hour of Nitro. I don't know why this is so goddamn important, but apparently it is the most important thing ever as they set Pyro off above the ring and on the stage in the middle of the match as Bischoff and Bobby take over on commentary. Everyone in this match is wearing red, by the way. Should have planned that better. We get a spot where Morton and Gibson have both Flair and Anderson locked in figure four leg locks. They are broken and Flair and Anderson hit the aisle. Flair flips out. The referee comes out for no reason. Flair shoves him and Anderson shoves Flair to the ground because that's what they do. Apparently we then go to break back from break and Morton is in the ring with Anderson. He's whooping his ass. Anderson tags Flair and Flair takes advantage with a quick thumb to the eye and we get chops and chops and chops and chops. Morton gets some offense in, but Flair avoids a charge to the corner and tags Anderson back in. Anderson knees Morton in the face, then picks him up so he can snap Merrim back down and stomp on his head some more. Anderson dumps Morton out of the ring so Flair can go to work outside. Morton gets whipped into the guardrail, then chopped down again. Flair hops back on the apron, and Randerson starts the count. Back in the ring, and Anderson continues to work over Morton on the mat. There's a little bit of cheating behind the referee's back, and Flair comes in to continue the offense. Morton fights back, but Flair tags in Anderson and then grabs Morton to prevent him from tagging Gibson. Spinebuster by Anderson, and the pin gets broken up by Gibson at two. Flair tags in and hits that big, stalling vertical suplex on Morton. Bischoff then tells us that Macho Man has been informed by WCW officials that he is not allowed to wrestle in any televised matches for WCW until further notice. Morton fights out of a neck wrench by Anderson, ducks a forearm, and puts Anderson in a sleeper hold, but Anderson gets out with a side suplex. He tags Flair in. Morton counters a figure four attempt with a small package for two and then gets a sunset flip for two. Anderson back in with a front face lock. Anderson knocks Gibson off the apron, which is Bobby's cue to head to ringside. Bobby whispers something to woman and Miss Elizabeth as we get an awkwardly timed spot where Gibson knocks Anderson into Morton and everyone goes down. Gibson finally comes in and brings the heat. Double drop kicks for both Flair and Anderson as Eric informs us that Heenan is sitting in Flair's VIP section. Flair and Elizabeth interfere, Anderson DDTs Gibson, and Flair pins Gibson for three to win the match. Gene is in the VIP section with the Fab Five. Gene asks why Anderson was wearing one of Mongo's jerseys, because he is an idiot. Anderson challenges Mongo's manhood based on the size of the jersey. Gene then asks Flair where he got Green's jersey, because he is an idiot. Flair says that both jerseys were gifts from Deborah. Flair then challenges the manhood of the entire NFL. Oakland then brings Heenan into the fold, and my network decides to stop playing the episode and gives me my favorite message, Fatal Error. Something has gone very wrong. I quit the network, reopen the network, and it tells me to quit the network and reopen the network. And at that point, my continue watching list has disappeared. Anyway, Jean accuses Heenan of being involved in the chicanery. He denies this, saying he just told woman where to get her diamonds cleaned. He asks Gene to ask him straight up, which Gene does. Heenan swears he promised himself that he will never manage again, and he is going to keep that promise. Flair and Anderson are shocked at this announcement. Heenan grabs his Money in the Bank briefcase and opens it up. Here is Heenan's master plan. Bobby
0: Heenan. wait, a wait, a wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. Yes. wait a minute. Uh, what, what, I mean, I
1: something
0: this. you could, what is this, a Halliburton? What is this?
1: Oh. <laughs> now, in 1988, I won the All-Madden Trophy. I was the manager of John Madden's team. Now everybody respects John Madden. I'm on the back here with the names of like Joe Montana, uh, Mike Ditka, Tom Landry, and right down here it says manager Bobby Heenan. Well, I said I'd never manage again, but in Baltimore I will coach. I, I will be at ringside. You have got to be No, no, I will be at ringside. You And I am, I am going to show. Those football players, what coaching is all about. You think you've been out-coached? You don't know what out-coaching means. You guys will be sitting in the locker room underneath the bench for so long, wondering what the heck happened. I'll tell you what happened. The brain is back coaching.
3: We get a pre-recorded giant vignette about nothing, and then another Hogan commercial for Nitro during Nitro. We get another Glacier vignette. Still no news on when Glacier is actually debuting. Back to the desk, and Heenan is now sitting next to his all-Madden trophy. Heenan explains the difference between managing and coaching.
0: Bobby, the, the brain is
1: back. Managing. Coaching. Coaching. Yeah, what's this difference? There's a lot of difference. Because it's a one-time only thing. And what I want to do is show these palookas that have been all their lives had 18 coaches telling them what to do, that this is a little different kind of ball game. You can't walk from the NFL the WCW and rule it. This is my home. This is my life. And I'm going to make sure it don't happen.
3: Simple. I support Heenan's cause here. Fuck Mongo and fuck Kevin Green. Bischoff then sends us to another Hogan video. Kill me. I can't help but notice how, among all the clips of Hogan beating various people up, there seems to be an overabundance of clips of Hogan beating up Vader. We also get clips of Hogan on his motorcycle, but sadly no one throws a dog into a river. What a waste of five minutes that was. Up next, Ice Train taking on the Giant. Giant pins Ice Train in a matter of about 30 seconds. Scott Norton comes out angry, so Giant chokeslams him as well, and then a second time for good measure gene is with giant in the aisle giant is mad giant is upset that there are video packages being run for hogan he's not alone hogan is not the champion hogan is not even here then he talks to luger calls luger his friend and asks how he can carry the world title if he can't even carry the belts he has now is that a dig at the fact that we never actually seem to have the tv title with him on tv bischoff sends us to break reminding us that norton is supposed to wrestle hugh morris next We come back from break. Norton is still down in the ring, and enter Hugh Morris. Morris hits a leg drop on Norton. He then pins Norton with one finger, but breaks it up at two. Morris hits three elbow drops in a row, then screams in Norton's face. Another elbow drop. Morris goes for a moonsault, but Norton gets up, misses the catch, elbows Morris in the face three times, and pins him for three. Bizarre. Bischoff tells us our main event is next, and we get another quick clip of Luger and Rick Steiner's altercation during last week's main event. Then another mercifully brief clip of Mongo and Green Training. In the June issue of WCW Magazine, you can get an inside look at the giant's demented mind and exclusive photos of Uncensored, which was two months ago. Sadly, when we come back from break, we get a full montage of Mongo and Green Training. Enjoy this brilliant meeting of the minds, and while you listen to this, imagine them standing in front of a whiteboard that says GAME PLAN in big block letters, and a crudely drawn wrestling ring with two stick figures in it.
0: Mongo, baby, I got the game plan. Check this out. Storm me, baby, storm me. I'm here. I'm on the apron. Okay? I'm watching you and protecting your back. This is you, baby. You got to come hard and low with the cross-body block here. Then you got to get in a four-point stance. football. That's it. Four-point stance like you're in goal line. You got to penetrate on this side of football, and you got to make the play in the back, in the back of the line of scrimmage, right there. Tackle for loss, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Let me get, get over in the chair. Wait a minute. You're talking football, baby. Yeah, that's right. I know you want to get in that ring and just rip their head off. Exactly, exactly. I, I don't know about that, baby. Yeah, they can counter every move. These boys have been in the business a long time. Now, here's us. I'm going to put us as the X's, and I'm going to put them up as the O's, because yep. they're zero. Definitely zero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, baby. The first thing we got to do is watch out for their signature host. Yeah. You know the nature boy in that figure four. Yeah. He starts picking that leg up. Do yep. everything you can to get I've out of there. I've seen that. I've seen that. Art Anderson, he's got that DDT, DDT, baby. He'll try to drive your head through the man. You got to stay out of that. That stuff really doesn't matter when you come across and you start racking and sacking, you're planning for a tackle for a loss, baby. I it know. baby. We're wrestling now, baby and another thing about wrestling and tag teams, you don't want to get your little ex all the way over here in their corner because them zeros will take care of you. But you gotta penetrate. You, hey, got, you gotta penetrate the line of scrimmage on their side of the football. You gotta keep. You gotta keep everything on your side of the mat. Wait a second. I, man. Can, I can see we're gonna be at odds here, man. We're butting heads. Man. I don't know. What do we? We, we gotta, gotta get together. We. What, what can bring us together, we man? We gotta find somebody to coach us, to, to manage a, us. A manager would be great. That's it. A coach. What? Are, are you thinking what I'm thinking? The Macho, yeah! Slim- oh, yeah! Coach that's Macho! That's we gotta get- I know he's ca- I know they banned him from wrestling, but I wonder if he can still manage you got it. the phone number, baby? We gotta get it. We gotta find it. Call him. Come on, go. let's go,
3: okay. The inspiration for that genius plan? Kevin Green was eating a Slim Jim. Honestly. But really, how smart is it to ask a certifiably bug-fuck-crazy person for match strategy? Stupid fucks. Main event time. The Steiners challenging Sting and Lex Luger. Sting is wearing the most glittery fucking jacket I've ever seen in my life. If a disco ball fucked Sergeant Pepper, the resulting baby would be this fucking jacket. Bischoff tells us that the director has informed him that they have a phone call from the Macho Man. Macho tells Bischoff that he wouldn't be seen dead in the same ring as Mongo and Green as they're guaranteed to be a disgrace to the very ring they're attempting to wrestle in. Of course he doesn't. Macho agrees to coach Mongo in green and Bobby gets on the phone and tries to get on Macho's good side. We then go to break. Yes, the tag title match was ongoing during all of that. No, no one at home was paying attention to it. We come back to Rick Steiner and Lex Luger in the ring. Steiner on offensive flying Clothesline gets a two count. Backed into the corner and a belly-to-belly superplex by Steiner. Steiner goes back up top for a diving bulldog. Scott comes in and gets admonished. Luger tags Sting in. Sting puts Rick in the death lock. Scott comes in and breaks it up and then Luger comes in to get Scott. Scott tags in. We get a top rope Frankensteiner on Sting. Luger breaks the pin up at two. Sting hits a death drop on Scott and Luger comes in. Big power slam by Luger on Scott and Rick breaks up the torture rack with a kick to the gut. We go to the floor and rick kicks luger in the gut again to prevent him from suplexing scott on the floor all four men in the ring now fighting in opposite corners sting sends rick outside and follows sting tries to cripple rick by pile driving him in the aisle but a botched backdrop breaks that up then the giant appears and weakly choke slams rick in on the floor in the aisle while bischoff makes the excuse that he didn't get all of it the ref gets thrown out as the giant enters the ring eventually sting luger and scott steiner all team up to try and take the giant down giant gets backed to the ropes and scott and sting whip luger into the giant with the magic forearm that sends him to the floor and this makes him upset he throws shivani's chair into the ring and we go to the desk heenan continues to beg savage not to come to the bash until scott hall finally wanders in the silent pause after Hall says his where and when line here is Hall throwing his toothpick in Sting's face and Sting slapping Hall in return.
0: Wait a minute. I'm getting out of here. Wait a minute.
2: Not again. Not again. Look, you hit. You hit. Just relax, chico. kind kinder. I have such a good time last week that I came back for more. Look, there's look, no man, reason. Look, to... man. Look, look, look. Relax, man. Relax. You started it. You want to go to war? You got a war. You started it. We gonna finish
1: it. What do you mean we?
2: You're coming up with this we stuff again. I don't it. You see know anybody. who? Hey, did Daddy Warbucks? He get his money yet? Hey, hey, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute,
1: Stinger, wait a minute, Stinger, not here,
2: not now, look, don't even dignify it, man, you came out here last week That's right. and said some real horrible things about WCW, some real horrible things about the Hulkster, about Macho Man, about the Stinger. Somewhere along the way, you got lost because you have any idea where you are? You're in the jungle, baby! This is WCW! That's right! Hold on! And every week you come out here, you say you want three of the best. That's right, that's right, man. Three of the best, man. Three of the best! Three of the best! You want three of the best? I don't see two with you. All I see is you and me. So why don't we just do this one-on-one, right here, right now? Yo, yo, you want to fight, man? You want to fight? You got one. Only nobody tells me what to do, and Chico, nobody tells me when to do it. okay okay tough guy i got a little no i got a big surprise for you next week. next week
3: Next week. more of the same as last week you want a war you got a war daddy warbucks etc though i like sting stepping in that would have been a bit weird if they had just had them leave ringside and not acknowledge the guy who's friggin trying to invade the company also gee whiz i wonder what the big surprise is for next week We'll just have to tune in and find out. It's not like it's the fucking thumbnail on the WWE Network, was it? Anyway, another good episode here. I think they've really found their groove in the two-hour time slot after initially struggling with that 90-minute episode a couple of weeks ago. I like that they held Scott off until the very end because you know that most of the viewers were sitting at home with bated breath wondering just when and where he was going to show up tonight. None of the matches were off the charts amazing, mostly solid work with the occasional flop, but goddamn, there was too much Gene Okerlund this week. It felt like every goddamn match had a post-match interview. Uh, If you go back and watch anything, I would say watch the tag match between High Voltage and the Faces of Fear. Like I said, nothing this week is going to knock your socks off, but I think that was the most solid match of the bunch. John Tenta versus Big Bubba is forgettable. Who cares about the Rock and Roll Express? Kevin Sullivan had a squash. Giant had a squash. Norton had a reverse squash, if you want to call it that. And the main event was just a bridge to Giant Luger fighting to build the bash. And, of course, Jim Duggan was in there, too. Over on Cage Match, we're looking at a perfectly mediocre 5 out of 10 with a 3.0 TV rating. Meanwhile, over on Raw, we are one week old from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Goldust taunts Ahmed Johnson. Steve Austin KOs Bob Holly with the Million Dollar Dream to advance in the King of the Ring tournament. King tries to get out of his match against the Ultimate Warrior at King of the Ring. Mankind KOs Barry Horowitz with the Mandible Claw. Jim Ross asks Mankind about The Undertaker. A recap of the dusty finish at Beware of Dog 1. More nude Goldust. On the network, we get a jarring jump cut to the beginning of the next match. The Godwins defeat Techno Team 2000 by pinfall. Clarence Mason is on the phone. In your main event, Jake Roberts pins Hunter Hearst Helmsley to move on in the King of the Ring. Jake threatens to shove the snake down Hunter's pants as the show ends. This episode of Raw has a fairly dismal 3.6 out of 10 on Cage Match and held steady for yet another week at 2.3 in the ratings. So... We shall wrap it up here for this week's episode of Nitromania. I want to thank Martin Dixon one more time for uh, coming on the show with me last week to talk about Scott Hall. Uh, I had a blast talking to him again, and I'm glad that uh, he actually made it onto the show this time and didn't get uh, fucked over by me and my technological inadequacies. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed the show this week and last. If you want to get in touch with me, you can tweet me at Nitromania Pod, I T R O M A N I A P O D, or send me an email to nitromaniapod at gmail.com. If you want to come and see me live and in person, I certainly won't stop you. You can see me this Saturday, the 7th, in Peabody, Massachusetts for Liberty States Wrestling. Next Saturday, the 14th, for Lucky Pro Wrestling in Clinton, Mass. And two weeks after that, the Elk Mania Productions in Beverly, Mass on the 28th. So come out to one of those shows and say hi. If you're one of those weird folks who has interests outside of wrestling, I'm sure you'll be able to find a show on the Questionable Endeavor Network that suits your needs. Like, for instance, this one. loves tuning japanese what say you my
0: friend menchi
1: and,
0: and i guess i'm here too if you're looking for wacky reviews of anime check out tuning
1: japanese a podcast for three dudes in the 30s talk about anime
2: only on the questionable endeavor network do they drink too Not a little bit i do
3: For more information on that show and all the shows on QE, visit questandnetwork.com. If you like what we do here and you'd like to help us out, you can make a one-time donation by going to paypal.me slash rundownwrestling, or you can set up an automatic monthly donation by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. For $5 a month, you get exclusive Patreon shows, plus early access to most of the shows on the Rundown feed. For 10 bucks a month, you get all of that, plus the ability to sit in as a guest host on any Rundown show apart from the sit-down. Again, if that sounds interesting to you, head on over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling and set up your monthly donation. And that is all from me this week. Next week on the show, Scott Hall's big surprise. Plus, it's all of a sudden the go-home show for the Great American Bash. So be sure to download and give me a listen to find out who will be my guest host the week after that. As always, I thank you for listening. I do hope you've enjoyed it. And I will be back here with you next week with another episode of Natural Mania.